this is Zach Valenti, actor and co-producer on Wolf 359, and you're listening to The Laugh Podcast. Flying Moon Productions presents Laugh! Literature and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh. We laugh. Yeah. Ep- episode 35. I am your host, Mr. Two Frames, and I am joined in the studios by the L-Train. How are you, sir? Pretty good. You ready to uh, look at the entertainment options mm-hmm. for the April 17th weekend? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be interesting because there are two major releases that we both have a vested interest in. Ooh, that's right. They're part of the box office challenge. Yeah. Um, so we got to see how many people, we got to try to convince people to go see the movie that we picked. Sadly, I will have to try and convince people to go watch my pick. What's, what's that movie? Uh, this is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. (laughs) (laughs) What the first one came out back in like 2003, 2004. Uh Uh-huh. This is 10 years in the making. Yeah. Uh, this follows the continuing adventures of Paul Blart. Uh, who has earned a well-deserved vacation. He heads to Vegas with his teenage daughter before she heads off to college. But safety never takes a holiday, and when duty calls, Blart answers. (laughs) You said duty. (laughs) That's the kind of humor you're going to be getting. Oh, in this movie? Have you seen the trailer where he gets kicked by the horse? Any time in the trailer, when the very first thing that happens is, like, physical damage to the main character... You know it's a bad movie. Oh. If it's a comedy. Yeah. Like head trauma. He, he keeps running into stuff in, this, in the well, trailer. Well, that's all he does, yeah. yeah. I think we saw this trailer at, uh, I don't know, one of the movies we went to see recently in the theater. Oh, it's been playing a lot. I did laugh out loud, but, you know, laughing out loud at the trailer is very different than sitting through a 90-minute movie. Although, it's your pick. It's you got to try to convince people to go see it. I think a lot of people are going to go see it. You got to convince more. Well, it's what? Going to be PG-13, so teenagers can go watch it. Uh, they like slapstick humor. Kevin James is a pretty funny guy. I think he's very talented. I wish he would do better films. Didn't he lose a lot of weight for that uh, boxing movie? Oh, Here Comes the Boom? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he lost a fair amount of weight. It looks it like, back. yeah, he's put it right huh. back on. Kind of like Jonah Hill. Lost a bunch of weight. Well, Jonah Hill's got that manorexia. Manorexia? Yeah, you've never heard of that? No. It's like anorexia only with a man. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> manorexia. <laughs> yeah, he, he can get down to like 140 and then up to like 280. Yeah, I mean, he looks pretty big in that true story that's coming out. He was pretty big in Wolf of Wall Street. How big is, uh, how tall is Kevin James? Ooh, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I'd bet. You know, um, I think... Not John Candy. Who's the guy in Tommy Boy? Uh, oh, uh, Chris Farley. He was only like 5'6". Really? He was yeah. that short? I think he was that short. Huh. So he, even though he looked like 700 pounds, mm-hmm. he still only weighed like 230 pounds. <laughs> I think. I think that's what I heard or read. But I might be wrong. Oh, that's scary though. I just, we were watching, uh, Tony had it on, my fiance had it on her uh, YouTube channel or something was on facebook there was some clips like gag a gag reel from tommy boy oh my 
my God, it was hilarious. We were rolled on the floor laughing. Well, is Kevin James now our new funny fat guy? No, because he made it past the Jesus age, right? 33. Oh, yeah. If you get past that age, then you can't be, except probably John Candy died older than 33. I think he died Kevin in James his has got to be in his 50s. Don't you think? Uh, but late 40s. Yeah. I don't think he's going to die anytime soon, though. I hope not. I like Kevin James. He's okay. Do you like him in this movie? Yeah, I never even saw the first one. Who else is in it? No one of note. I think I saw the first one. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I just don't want anyone to go see this one because I want to win the box office challenge. Well, I- I'm hoping it makes about $30 million this week. <sighs> All right. I think that this has an outside chance of uh, displacing uh, Furious 7 that's won the box office the last two weeks in a row. Oh, wow. You just, you're not sure about that. Yeah, I am. All right. You got to check the numbers on that. I'm, I, not, I'm I, not positive. I did my future machine. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, is there anything else in theaters that's worth yeah, watching? I think that this is the movie that you should go see because it's on my list. No, is it? Yeah. Is Child 44 on mine? Maybe not. I don't even think we picked Child 44. I don't think anybody picked oh, this Oh, you movie. didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to go see this movie, <laughs> but we are. We're going to see, and I think we're going to talk about it, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Child 44, politically charged serial killer thriller set in 1953, Soviet Russia. Uh, Child 44 chronicles a crisis of conscience for secret police agent Leo Demidov, played by Thomas Hardy. We're in the time of Hardy. Time of Tom. You know that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the time of Tom this whole summer. No, uh, I, I like Tom Hardy. I liked him before you liked him. No, I think I saw Bronson before you did. No, no, no. I definitely came to you with Bronson. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I saw yeah. it. Bronson might be one of my favorite films of the last 10 years. I think I might have Top seen 10? it before you. Yeah. I think I might have told you about it. Yeah. Doubt it. Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy combines a lot of um, effective, nuanced character development with the strong physical presence. Um, he's probably been the best actor over the last five years. I can't think of anyone that's done a more effective job in a variety of roles. So, um, in this movie, he's starring opposite of Numi Rapace, Gary Oldman. Yeah. He's in this movie also. I think he's a bad guy, but I'm not sure. Love Gary Oldman as a bad guy. Uh, it's probably might win for best ensemble cast at the end of the year. You yeah, think the Laffy Award? It's going to hold up. At the Laffy Award. That is a bold statement. So. Better than the Avengers. Ooh, Avengers! I mean, that's got such a huge cast. So if you don't want to see, I don't know. if you don't want to see Child, do you want? Are you interested in Child Forty War? Yeah, I'm a little bit. All right. I like Tom Hardy. I'm trying to think of a bad movie he's done, with the exception of uh, This Means War. And that was in... Five years ago with okay. Reese Witherspoon and uh, Chris Pine. Was it bad, or did it do what it set out to do? Was it a rom-com thing? That, yeah, trying I mean, to mix some action with it. But does that make it bad? I mean, is it a bad thing for what it is? The 25 minutes I watched when my wife was watching it weren't very good. Did and, she like it? No. All right. So if you're not going to go see Child 44, and you're not going to go see Paul Blart Ball Cop 2, what should you see? 
Um, a lot of my students have been talking about a movie called Unfriended. It's a horror movie that's shot with webcams and cell phones. Uh, it's a movie about bullying. Apparently a group of friends uh, bully one of their friends into committing suicide. They film her drunk after a party. She goes to the school, kills herself, and a year later on the anniversary of her death, they're all in a chat room talking to each other, and she shows up. The dead girl, or at least her profile, shows up, and they start to do horrible things to each other and start dropping off one by one because uh, the ghost of this dead girl wants to find out who posted the video of her online and ruined her life. Okay. My Carry st- for the new age. Yeah, my students are really into it. The, really? Yeah. Tenth graders? Yeah. Tenth graders, my ninth graders. Uh, this wow. apparently is... This is the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah. This could be, uh, you know, the big teenage horror movie of the year. So this is this is The Purge. This will be the secret. So The I, Purge, Insidious, uh, they just, they like the premise of the film. <laughs> Do you? No, I think it's a huge plot hole. You see that this ghost can force these people to do things, can control their electronics and do all this stuff, but it can't track down who uploaded the video. (laughs) So the premise is a plot hole. Yeah. Yeah, If you could pick out a plot hole in the pitch, (laughs) that's the prescription for a bad movie. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. I, I think it'll do 10 to 12 million. All right. And it probably was made for three million, so it's going to make its money. That's back. right, and they'll be an unfriended too, re-unfriended, <laughs> right? They, they friend you just so then they can unfriend <laughs> yeah. you again. Detwittered, yeah, unfollowed. That'll yeah. be it. I like it. Um, though, if you want to see a oh pretty God. good horror movie that didn't get a lot of publicity last year, uh, coming out on Redbox this weekend is The Babadook. Yeah, that's probably my favorite horror movie in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's the story about um, a single mother. A Babadook. Her husband has died tragically, and she is overcome with guilt, and she tries to read her son this story. Yeah, they find this book, like, in yeah. the, yeah, this the creep- stoop of their house or this something. This creepy picture book with moving Pop- parts in it. <laughs> And it's it's the Babadook, you and the Babadook buy, is going to get you. You can buy that book now online. I kind of want to get it and give it to one of my friends who has a small child in the hopes that he <laughs> that he'll starts read to Babadook. read it. Yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, it kills the the like at the end of the book is dismembering different people, <laughs> killing yeah. the, the animals and whatnot. I've had a lot of fun buying him inappropriate books for his child. Well, I think you got to shell out a couple hundred bucks. Ooh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, he's I, not that much of a friend. <laughs> No, no, I, I've bought other books. Um, I like this movie because there's a shift that happens halfway through it where you initially you kind of feel um, sorry for, you feel empathy for the mother, mm-hmm. and she's got to live with this horrible, hideous, you know, evil, possibly evil child. And then halfway through the movie, you're feelings sort of switch to the child side and then you're kind of like he's you see you're seeing the movie through his eyes and uh having to deal with a crazy insane possibly evil mother yeah you're you're not sure what reality is that's why i kind of like it because it examines the sort of seeds of evil in all of us 
Yeah, no. child and mother. No, I, I think it's a good movie, good pick. Yeah, so if you're head to Redbots, uh, rent the Baba Duke. But if you're staying at home and maybe you have an Amazon Prime account that gets you some free movies, well, my Amazon Prime pick of the week is also an examination of evil in Russia. And it's the movie that I mentioned last week in regards to uh, Child 44, Citizen X. It's about a Russian police detective who faces almost insurmountable odds in his search for the most savage serial killer of modern times. And Andrea Chikatilo, who viciously murdered 52 women and children. Uh, stars Stephen Rea, or Stephen Ray and uh, Donald Sutherland. Um, I think it came out on HBO originally about 10 years ago. And it's the story that Child 44 draws its inspiration from. This right. is a true life story, um, but it's not a documentary. There is a documentary about it that was on HBO, uh, Seeds of Justice or something like that. But I, I couldn't find that on Amazon Prime. I saw this on Amazon Prime. And it is my Amazon Prime pick of the week. You should go see it. I like it. Citizen X. Very nice. So um, on our next episode, Laugh number 36, we're going to be doing our review of Lawrence of Arabia, a film that we finally both got to see on the big screen. Take it off the list of shame. Yeah. Uh, my uh, What I believe is the greatest movie ever made. So this review has been 50 plus years in the making. You don't want to miss it. I know this it. is at the top of your list of all of your favorite movies. I think this is the greatest movie ever made. It, okay. it, it's definitely on my top five favorite films of all. This is the movie that I would put on whenever I got a new television. So we saw this at the Narrow Expanded Cinema in Norfolk. And... Uh, we're going to be able to tell you more about it tomorrow. I think you're going to be really interested in it. Yeah. Or the next day, whenever you listen to this podcast stuff. All right. Well, they're flicking the lights on Flying Bull Production Studios, letting us know that our time is out. Ooh, uh, uh, one thing I got to mention. Uh -huh. So at the beginning of the show, you heard uh, Zach Valenti's voice. He's the star of Wolf 359. Yeah, apparently a couple of weeks back when we were doing the interview for, <laughs> for the show, I kept calling him Nick Valenti. Ooh. Yeah, so I wanted to make that correction. Zach Valenti. So we wish him and all of his co-stars more continued success with their show, Wolf 359. You can check that out this week. I think it's uh, dropping another show this Friday. Ooh. So um, that's the second show, or maybe it dropped last Friday. But anyway, they got, the, they got their season going on, and they're in the middle of their second season. So check them out. I like it. Yeah. And if you see any of the films that we talked about on today's show, please send us a review. Uh, email us at the Laugh Podcast. Send us a message on Facebook.com or tweet us at the Laugh Podcast. We'll read the best comments on a future show. Um, so, thank you for joining me today, L Train. <laughs> You're welcome. This is uh, Mr. Two Frames signing off. There be dragons. Box at Bonham, everybody. Joel Kinnaman also stars in this. He is Holder from The Killing. And he's also in the new Suicide Squad movie. He plays uh, Flag. Sounds right. I think last week I said he was from Finland, but he's really Swedish. Is there a difference? Hmm. I, I don't know why they have Swedish fish. They should have Finnish fish.
<laughs> I mean, because there's really no difference, right? So there should be Canadian triplets then. Finnish fish. Uh, Mexican milk tricks. I don't know. Swedish? I don't know. Uh, also, who's the other guy that's in it? Could we have Swedish sushi then? If you got to get rid of the fish, can we still like give them something? Give them yeah. sushi? Well, they have the army knife, right? Isn't it the Swedish army knife? The Swiss? Oh, okay. Same thing, isn't it? Switzerland. Sweden and Switzerland? No? One's landlocked, the other's uh, not. Okay. One of them's got fjords. 